It wasn't always like that when I started in voiceover. I definitely had uh, times where I doubted myself, where I felt I had to find my stride. I had to learn a lot of techniques. I had to learn how to do characters very fast. You know, you have to learn to believe in your skills. And, and I learned as I went. But then as you get older, you realize the more you let go, the better off you're going to be. I, I found my stride when I let go and say, you know, whatever. <laughs> she said the thing. <laughs> I, I said that books. line. I love that yeah. line. Because Fury is really just strong. She doesn't care. And she does give you license to just go, I don't care what happens. Today on the show, we are joined with the one and only Jessica Strauss. Going all the way back to Diablo 2, Command and Conquer, Infamous, Fallout, and even my favorite character in the Street Fighter universe, Jury Han. We learn about her fascinating journey that got her into voice acting, to layers and layers behind the Jury character, the auditions, how she found her voice and attitude working behind the scenes for Capcom, her reaction to the Street Fighter 6 jury reveal, and just a lot of knowledge and information about voice acting in the gaming industry and how she really found her stride by taking all her skills and learning how to let go, get lost into a character. Jessica is such a gem, has a huge appreciation for all our fans, which you're gonna hear about. And also a little context as we jump into this. I hit the record button as we were mid banter, having some small talk about her history as that segues into her personal journey. So yeah, let's get right into it. What is the game, Diablo 2, that you play? There was play? Diablo 2, there was uh, Command was and Conquer. Command uh, and yeah. Conquer? Yeah, you were- yeah. Yeah, you were like uh, the AI voice, I guess. Or... Yeah, but you can't recognize my voice. But it's funny. I mean, it was really weird when I ran into fans for that game because they totally tweaked my voice. And I mm -hmm. thought, no one's going to recognize me. But people actually were affected by that voice. I did a video on it recently for the AI. Just go, hey, they covered up my voice, but I have fans for this. You know, they they put AI, they put... Um, they made it so you couldn't even recognize my voice, but I still had fans. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, they were like such huge, like kind of blockbuster games in, uh, yeah. in the growth of gaming culture back then, too, where like PC games were really popping off. And uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, it's really cool. Um, just kind of like, uh, how did you get into voice acting, too? Well, you know, I started with a theater background. I mean, when I was a little kid, I used to put on shows and all that kind of stuff. But I uh, mm -hmm. started with a theater background um, in in college. And I did a lot of characters up on stage and I just loved it. So then I came down to L.A. and I did the whole on camera doing all the massive theater, too, uh, when I first came to L.A. So I had no idea about voiceover. And um, I did that for a while. And I developed a lot of improvisational experience on stage through this one company that was called Glorious Players at a very well-known uh, theater company in LA. And so we developed characters for kids shows and we went and toured. And I also did other stage shows where I got to play characters that were not me. Mm. And I ended up really loving that. And, um, so as I built my career in theater, I was building, I didn't know my voiceover career. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. because it really taught me not, especially the improvisational experience that I have with glorious players, because they did all their scripts from improv. So we would do three or four months of improvisation and, um, that, that would create a script that was original. And I also did sketch comedy, sketch comedy really helped me for, um, yeah, I was in a sketch comedy troupe uh, that did some fun shows that were just women sketch comedy. And we also toured a little bit. We went to Seattle. We were in a sketch comedy festival. So all that stuff, playing characters that didn't look like me, helped me to get into voiceover. So when voiceover came along, I was on doing on camera, but I wasn't booking as much as I wanted to because they wanted... I was kind of in between. I wasn't a Barbie doll, but I wasn't a character actress. Mm-hmm. But deep down inside, that's who I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was almost like I didn't, you know, because they look at how you look on camera and you have to fit that and then they cast you. And so when voiceover came along, I didn't know. I think I got my first job for Diablo 2 through my on-camera agent. They sent me out on an audition and they had me read for... Amazon and I had to prep by watching Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, that's a classic show. <laughs> I know. And I loved the show. And I went in and it was through an on-camera casting director at the time, would never be now. And I ended up booking it. Cool. And so, and I did not know how popular games were for, at that but- point. And so really all my preparation in stage and all the vocal exercises and all the things that I did for stage helped prepare me for all the character work that I did in, in voiceover. Oh, that's so cool to hear uh, that background and everything. And I also love, uh, I think it's so charming how you didn't realize how popular these games are where like Diablo two is like critically acclaimed as like one of the greatest games of all time type of people. People have that in their top fives and everything. And uh, even like kind of going to my fandom, what I'm connected with just all my life, I've been just big into the street fighter universe too. And uh, even um, I remember just uh, the new wave around like all these new characters coming in 2010 when I first or where I thought I first heard your voice as jury and I kind of want to know like yeah. how if you remember like how Capcom approached you or was there like an audition process for this or anything oh I totally remember it yeah mm-hmm. I mean we now behind me I have a home studio right but back then I I might have been recording in a closet for auditions but a lot of auditions back in the day, (laughs) they were um, done where you go and you show up at at the studio or or at the production house. And so I went to New Generation Pictures offices and I got scripts there. You don't get them in advance. And then I just had about 10 or 20 minutes with the scripts. And um, I think I auditioned for three characters and I had no idea what game it was because everything was still everything's very NDA and it still is, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So back then I didn't know the game. I didn't know the real name of the character. And I just did my best for those three characters when I auditioned and Jonathan Klein was there directing me and it was just a microphone in an office, which is not what they do anymore. Of course. (laughs) I mean, you're lucky if you get to go into the studio to audition, it's all done from home. 
Yeah. So anyway, I went and I auditioned with a character that I had created for other games in the past, but she hadn't booked. And mm. I thought, I'm going to just tweak her and put her in this dialogue because she fits. And so cool. she ended up booking it. And I like to say the character booked it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually uh, interesting too, like kind of your own, I guess, creativity and personality went into this because this character is such a, like iconic for just being this lovable, but absolute crazy bitch you know and it's just yeah so she's lovable and crazy <laughs> yeah it's almost like uh with a especially like with the new street fighter too uh they've added a lot more story and dialogue to it yeah and it's like just reminds me it's like oh these are the type of or she's like kind of the type of girl i would date in college and i knew it wasn't gonna work out but she's yeah there's something attractive <laughs> about it I dated those guys in college oh, what? Yeah. more in high school. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, even um, I'm very curious too. like, especially like there's so much like zaniness and personality and insanity into this character. Uh, just kind of like how these vocal sessions go. Do you like spend a lot of time doing take after take of like the evil laugh or like just wit, like all those like quick witted stuff? Um. You know, when we first created her, we might, when you get a character at the beginning, they might take a little bit of time to create it. During the first sessions of Jury Han, I was directed, uh, you know, in a way that uh, was finding the character and placing her voice from higher to lower and making and discovering who she was as the character. But then as you get into future sessions, you kind of come in in character. It just depends on you don't do tons and tons of takes. Uh, once you get hit the ground running, you just go with the flow. And you're in, at least this is what I do. I'm in character and I know the character. Sometimes they want a bunch of different takes because there's a lot of people uh, in the production that want to try it in a bunch of different ways. <laughs> but um, usually I just keep in character, you know, for the session, in and out of character, taking direction. And uh, once I find that zone of the character, I, I think it's just one or two takes, sometimes three. Wow, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, talk, talking to you now, and like even like seeing like your Instagram feed of sharing like fan art too. Uh, yeah, I, I see you like kind of speaking in videos. I'm like, oh, this is a very sweet lady. And then cut to the character jury, <laughs> just absolute craziness would you feel like uh, doing a jury session is kind of like cathartic to like kind of let loose and everything and maybe just tap into like maybe a zany side of your personality yes yes and truthfully um I, I like playing opposites of me as I've gotten older I realized when I was a little kid I was a little bit uh aggressive but I was never like her but mm -hmm. um I based her very loosely on somebody that came to my acting class years ago. And I've told this story before, but it was Jennifer Tilly. Oh, no way. Because she, she sort of talks like a baby doll, oh, you know, wow. and she has sort of this, hi, you know, a little bit yeah. of that. <laughs> and she came to my uh, acting class um, that was run by David Beard a long time ago, who has since passed away, rest his me rest in peace but he was a, one of my, my first acting coaches for theater and on wow. camera and he knew a lot of people in the business and he worked with her on a film and uh, so she came to class and I kind of just remembered what her vibe was and so it's not her 
but it's her mixed in with my imagination and the wonderful dialogue that Capcom, the writers wrote for her and also how the directors directed me. And every time, every version of Jury changed. It almost seemed like with her outfit in the game, like from four to five to six, mm -hmm. like in six, she's a little bit more rough and ready. Yeah, I think. And she's a lot more aggressive, I think. Whereas in four, I thought she was very aggressive, but she was very laid back, kind of mm. like she's on drugs or something. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you slip into that voice, I get goosebumps. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. funny, though. I like doing other characters. I like channeling other characters that are yeah. different from me. I find it very fascinating. <laughs> um, when at, at the beginning of the career, uh, like Amazon wasn't me, it was a, it was, but it was using more my regular voice. Um, but, and my voice has gotten lower as I've gotten older, but I think that characters, uh, that are different from me are so interesting to play. And I also get chills watching what Capcom did with her. So yeah. it's, it's almost like it's not me. It's like I almost when you're in the best version of acting, it's like you can stand apart from it and go, huh, that person came down and look what they did. But it wasn't always like that when I started in voiceover. I definitely had uh, times where I doubted myself, where I felt I had to find my stride. I had to learn a lot of techniques. I had to learn how to do characters very fast. And mm -hmm. use my improvisational skills really fast. And so sometimes I um, didn't 100%, you know, you have to learn to believe in your skills. And, and I learned as I went. But then as you get older, you realize the more you let go, the better off you're going to be. Oh, that's like, uh, that's beautiful, like advice for anybody who's like trying to, I don't know. I know a lot of yeah, aspiring. There is no try. There's only you're do. just doing, but uh, <laughs> I know a, a lot of aspiring uh, actors and stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to send them a clip too of just like, sometimes you got to let, let go. Cause um, sometimes you can get so much in your own head and uh, yes, it's almost like you tighten up instead of just, it's, I don't know. It's just like, there's not a word for it. Just that feeling of like being, you know? Yes. And that's what it, and actually, that's what I strive for. The thing, one time I was going, what is this about? This is about just focusing and mm -hmm. having creative energy come through you and taking direction and being open. That's all it's about. So if you can actually stand in that, it's kind of hard because at, at different um, studios, you might have different people putting in different energy and different ideas. So to maintain your presence and your center and your creativity without taking anything personal is a skill that you have to learn. But if you get out of your head and you're just allowing yourself to sort of be like a kid, you really can't fail. That's amazing. You I mean, I there's other voice actors and coaches that teach like that. And I think that really speaks for me. I, I don't, I, I found my stride when I let go and say, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she said the thing. <laughs> I, I said that line. I love that yeah. line. Because Fury is really just, she doesn't care. And she does give you license to just go, I don't care what happens. <laughs> Even it's so interesting you to say like, uh, the Jennifer Tilly reference because I didn't connect that and now I'm like oh my god the bride of Chucky is definitely just the element of her yeah just that little ra extra rasp in the voice and oh man it's so good but Chef's it's her, kiss, like... um she's got a sexy 
sultry voice, but there's a demon behind it. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a presence where you just like, don't screw with that lady. Yeah. It's like you're hot, but I'm terrified of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and yet, you know, but she's very magnetic. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's just something about the character too and even i gotta commend uh, capcom for the latest street fighter 6 because even oh, around even around your dialogue there's um in the story mode there's little things where uh the characters you meet if you decide to be like have them as your mentor they'll send you text messages throughout the games too oh. so i don't i don't know if you've seen a lot of this dialogue but it's a. Uh, it's really oh. funny because each character you meet, um, you can almost build like a bond meter with them. And as soon oh. as I see, I saw Jury in an alley beside a motorbike, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to make friends with Jury. And I don't think it's, she's going to allow it. But uh, how did that go? <laughs> so long story short, if you meet any other character in the game, like their bond meter goes up to a level of 20. After level one, usually the character is like, okay, we're friends now. It took me yeah. to like level like 16 or 18 for Jerry to just yeah. not be annoyed by my presence. Oh and my God. There was also something beautiful like at the end of uh, that whole like little side story arc. If you continue to kind of like build a friendship where you almost like feel for the character of Jerry and you realize the way she is is because she had a very rough life and uh, yeah. she ends up just embracing like okay we're buddies now too but it takes hours of like doing that to her because obviously she's a jury yeah i haven't played it that far the only place i played it was at a signing where they had the voice actors um play each other in a tournament oh, which cool, i kind of cool. sucked at but <laughs> it's a hard game I, i'm not it's really a very good hard at... game it yeah my doing this i mean i can i, I enjoy playing it but some people are really skilled I can see mm -hmm. where the skill comes in, but um, I had a lot of fun playing it, but I haven't played the game all the way through and I would love. So as I find clips on the internet, I hear some of that dialogue that I got, you know, just in the studio, you don't get it before you come in. Yeah, to, and I'm sure to, some to is debit. like kind of out of a uh, context too, as well, when you're making these voices, right? Yeah. A lot of times you're not hearing the other actor. You have to do the line. Um, you use your imagination. Um, you're just doing the line based on what the director gives you, based on your own instincts, based on sometimes they give you pictures, but nothing finished. So when I saw the finished product, uh, when I saw her trailer, uh, I was floored mm -hmm. and all and the crowd's response. I was just like, I got chills. And when I saw everybody else's trailer too, all the other cast members, I was just like, oh my God, they did such an amazing job with the animation and the graphics in this game. Yeah, so, so much it, art. Yeah, it's just, a, I, it's like a piece of art really this time yeah. around. Even, um, yeah, I forgot your trailer was like released uh, during uh, one of the big, like the biggest tournaments in the world too. Yeah, or, uh, no, it was great was it evo or evo yeah sorry yeah but just to have like almost an arena of people see you pop up and like yeah. your character on the motorcycle and maybe say a couple lines in like a crowd and then she's like slow. soaring through the air like trying to kick people and i yeah. never saw the graphics of and, and lifting up someone's face with her foot i was like oh my Kick. god these guys 
yeah just kitten like they hit it out of the park with this one yeah and she's uh been such like a staple of like i guess like now in pop culture too i don't know i'm sure you've seen the clip of uh zelina vega in wwe where she cosplayed yeah, yeah, yeah. as her and it's yeah. just um yeah i i find like over the history of street fighter uh, like over 30 years to uh um, they got their staple of like the main eight characters, but sometimes when they introduce somebody new, the fans don't really gravitate to them as much. But for some reason, uh, Street Fighter Four and Jury, she just became such a major hit that I don't see a game at, like in the future without her, you know, and and everything. Every game would have her in it. Yeah, from now on, I believe. Yeah, oh, anyway. every Street Fighter game, but not. Yeah, every. yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But um, even they show like this kind of like the stats of uh, wh- who people are playing, and she's like one of the most popular, like right across the board too. So she's. I was surprised because she was very popular when four came out, and I was just getting used to that that back then. So I went through the whole shock of like, wow, she's way more popular than I thought, but um. Then I thought in five, she was still really popular. When six came out, I thought they have all these new characters and those guys are having their own, you know, heyday. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's not the only one. I mean, um, there's a lot of other actors that are experiencing, uh, you know, success from this. But, um, and rightfully so, oh my God, they, there's amazing cast for this. Jenny Kwan does an amazing job as Chun-Li and mm-hmm. Kyle A. Bear came back. So that was cool. You know, there was only a few that came back. It's a lot of new cast members, but I was surprised. I actually thought she'll come back, but everyone um, is going to be thrilled by the new cast and they are, but I was surprised that she kind of went along with the ride. That did surprise me. I thought, wow, she's even more popular. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just continue to make her even more and more badass, obviously, with your help, too. And even, um, again, like looking at your long list of credentials in gaming and everything, um, is there anything like uh, in voice acting that almost like a, a dream job that you haven't uh, done yet, whether it maybe be like a, a Disney character or a certain cartoon character or anything like that? Yeah, you say Disney uh, cartoon characters. I would, I don't know if they do it as much these days, but I would love to be able to be on an animation. And I have a long time ago in the past where you're actually in the studio with other actors. Mm. I mean, I, they don't do that as much, but it would really be cool. But I would love to be on something that's really funny. Yeah. That's, you know, and play some kind of wild, weird character Um, or just somebody really sarcastic or funny. Just because oh, I need yeah. to, we need to laugh these days, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. More than ever, it's like more uh, than ever. Yeah, even uh, our little conversations before this interview too. Uh, the world is literally on fire right now, and uh, I hope you're doing well over there. I I know it's very close to home and everything. So uh, yeah, just uh, oh no, the fires went out. Oh, okay, that's good. But I know oh, you're talking like about affecting. the oh, fire in like the business. <laughs> I was talking about the the West Coast, the 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 wildfires and everything, and you were saying you're allergic to the smoke uh, coming. The your only way thing I'm allergic to smoke, which is like a normal thing to be allergic to. Yeah, most definitely. And um, yeah, um, I guess, no, that yeah. cleared up because they had rain up there. That mm-hmm. it looks sounds like uh, I looked it up and looks like because of the rain for 24 hours, a lot of the fire went out. 
Oh, that's fantastic. But it was huge. Mm-hmm. It was a massive fire. We had half the state of California was all covered. And I'm more aware of it because I'm allergic. But all the way down to Mexico, there was bad air all along the coast that usually has fresh air. Yeah, it's crazy. And especially like how you say yeah. it's like uh, affects your allergies and your voice, too, especially the career you do. It's uh, it's really uh, rough. And I'm, I'm oh, glad yeah, that's I have here. to like when that happens, I'm like, stay inside, wear a mask when you go outside, you know, like one of those a little bit high stress for me but i i when it gets when the air gets better it goes away and yeah. um just um as i guess like uh maybe like a final question a lot of uh aspiring creatives themselves like they listen to these segments and stuff and would you have any like advice of somebody i guess wanting to pursue a career in the the video game industry as like a voice actor <laughs> it's so funny you're asking that yeah i mean only because there's a uh we just signed a we, we're just all waiting to hear if we're going on strike or not <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> i keep forgetting about that yeah but i mean those are from the for the big yeah that i mean la is full of striking mm-hmm. all the writer just funny how they change doors the, the the video games is not on strike yet but they just voted a yes and that's just come out on the internet in the last couple of days but after the strike or if there is a strike maybe there won't be let's hope fingers crossed um improvisation is really important to video games so doing being a really good actor but also being able to change your emotions on the dime and to do that i think requires uh you to go do perform and get used to taking quick direction. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that was a challenge for me, if you come out of even singing or um, I came from a theater background is we had months to develop the character. You do not have months to develop a character in video games. Yeah, <laughs> You're lucky if fast. you get the script in advance, it's very fast. So it is creating a bunch of characters that you know and wanting it's it's less character acting these days because there's a lot of basing it off of your regular voice. Being able to switch emotions really quick, say a line a bunch of different ways. Because um, when you're in the studio, the, you don't want to sit there and go, oh my God, I have to go fast. But the faster you can go, the faster you can flip your emotions, the faster you can create something different that sounds different, um, the better off you'll be because time is money. Mm. And they book you for a certain amount of time. So you don't want to think that going into the studio. But what you want to do is prepare for it by being as loose and confident as possible and creating as many characters beforehand that you can that can springboard you into more characters when you get directed. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that advice, too. Such yeah. a true vet in the the video game world, and uh, yeah, it was such an honor to talk to you. Um, especially um, even beyond like this interview, I feel like jury two thousand ten. I've spent so much time just hearing your voice and to meet the lady behind it. It's uh, yeah, it's awesome. Like I can't even tell you the hours where I've just heard like your little like sass as i'm like beating somebody down or getting beat up and everything so it's just um this one's like an extra heartwarming interview for me so it's it's super cool to just just pick your brain on everything and i really appreciate it oh yeah well i really appreciate the fans because you know theater you have them sitting in the seats but you guys 
you are a fan and the people that play the games gives me the feedback that I don't get as a voiceover artist, you know, when I'm just in the studio with the director and the engineer, it's having people react and hearing that it's just, wow, I had no idea. And, um, you know, it's the collaboration with the rest of the creative team and the cast members, mm -hmm. uh, Capcom really sets you up. I mean, if yeah. they didn't do what they did, all the writing and the creating behind the scenes, then I wouldn't, it wouldn't have come out as good, I think. But, um, so it's a real collaborate col collaboration and uh but yes the fans meeting the fans to me is a big deal yeah i just love it and i really appreciate it that it affects people that way yeah and it's uh, it's amazing like the work you guys do and i'm sure even like there's tons of untold stories of people how much they appreciate you guys of especially like video games are such an escape and even they do yes. something to your mind where like when you're locked in, you're totally locked in and it doesn't matter. Like almost like what problems you have in the world. Like sometimes yeah. it can just like from, I know just over the pandemic, a lot of people were communicating just through games too, because they couldn't mm -hmm. leave their houses. And it's just, I don't know. I can go in and in on the layers, but uh, you guys are so loved and appreciated and uh, just have my utmost respect. And I thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, Sean. I'm yeah. so glad that you said that. I mean, that's just amazing to hear. So, yeah. You don't even think about all of that, but what you said was you lose yourself in the game. So the more I lose myself into the character, you, you draw more people in. And I think that's the same with music too. Or anything creative the more you lose yourself in the art the more people might lose themselves in it yeah and at the end of the day that's what no no that's well said it's deep, it's deep. Yeah, i know we're going in <laughs> jessica i love it but uh, that's what it's all about too and uh yeah even like again on that layer too it's just i'm uh i do a lot of media in both the film and music industry and i oh, feel like yeah. some of my deepest fandom is video games because i'm not really connected to it too you know it's like mm -hmm. when i'm playing a jury over the past 10 years i'm not thinking about the layers of writing and voice acting too so uh even like it's just extra cool today to speak with you and yeah. get those extra layers on something that's just kind of connected with me, but I don't overthink, you know, it goes back to kind of losing yourself and almost like jury's like a real person, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I lose myself in a character, that's the, the, the goal. When you lose yourself in a character, you can kind of uh, surprise what yourself, what comes out, but also those lines that were written were so much fun to say. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'd end up laughing after I said a couple of lines. So I really enjoy playing her. She's such a kick. She is one of my favorite characters to voice. Oh, um, so, yeah. so amazing. And uh, yeah, again, uh, thank you so much for your time today, Jessica. You're welcome. Yeah, I'll send you an email where, when this is up and everything. And Okay. Yeah, again, can't thank you enough. Like, I wish, I wish I had a word stronger than thank you, but my vocabulary is not that deep. But We are deeply grateful for this interview. <laughs> <laughs> you're the best have a great day all right thanks sean thank you once again to jessica strauss that was such a personal treat for me 
Um, just as a little behind the scenes thing, you may have noticed I do a lot of interviews around movies and music. And even though I'm big fans of a lot of the guests I have on, this one was extra special. Uh, like I mentioned, I have no connection to the gaming industry and Jessica's voice was something I've admired for a very long time. And it was so cool when I reached out that she was very down to do this talk and totally enthusiastic. And I think that came through on the recording. And even after the recording, I was reflecting on a lot of what we were saying at the end about video games being an escape for people. And it's been my escape. And going into this interview, I felt even more excited and giddy than some of my other interviews with like David Suzuki and fucking some of my music heroes. And even that time when I got tapped in to talk to Commander X, the leader of Anonymous. And I couldn't understand why I felt this way of just this excited, giddy angst. But it made me realize that video games are a very important part of my life and have been almost this soothing therapy to kind of get my mind off things, get my mind off the stresses of the real world. And uh, yeah, for the countless hours I played of the last three Street Fighter games, Jessica has been a prominent voice in my life. So once again, thank you, Jessica. If you're listening to this and you're also a fan of Jessica's and you want to support her, Go check out her website, jessicastrauss.com. On there, click the For Fans tab, and you're able to purchase some signed prints and some cool stuff. And even, I believe, on there you can see upcoming dates if she ever books for conventions and cons if you want to say hello and also give your appreciation. And speaking of appreciation, I can't go without thanking all you legends on the Patreon page for helping me keep the lights on in this motherfucker. And first up, huge thank you to Mike Carniello of the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. If you're into technology, electronics, how they work, and most importantly, how to fix them, check out Testing with Mike on YouTube. Another huge thank you to the lovely Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Beyond being the host of Top 10 Nerd, talking to millions of subscribers Amanda McKnight has her own YouTube channel that you should definitely check out just type in Amanda McKnight and follow it especially if you're listening to this interview you're into comic books video games movies and all things in nerd culture Another huge thank you to the wonderful Jenny Potter, the legendary Devin McBride, Ryan frickin' Campbell, my favorite soul singer, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, aka my mom. If you want to support the show and get a shout out at the end of every episode while also getting these episodes early, raw, and uncut right when I'm done the Zoom call, no edits, I just post them. You can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance and beyond supporting your boy, you can go to bed at night and sleep soundly knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw, uncut, independent media. And nobody can take that away from you. You hear me? With that being said, we got a lot of awesome episodes around the corner. We covered Toronto After Dark. Watched a bunch of unreleased horror movies in the theater. Oh my god. And we're going to be talking to some directors. And around that, we're keeping the interviews going. Appreciate y'all listening to this. And we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah.